episode 168. Thank you all for listening to episode 167, State Mandated Podcast. I am Gary, here with my co-host. Quarantine Bear. Cody Bryant, back again. He actually got away from the dumps and uh, throwing out all that shit. You Do you throw that shit just into the Maumee River when you're going and picking up waste? Uh, he really, he really doesn't though. And, uh, thankfully they can't see our recording, so they don't know who you are. So that's good for us. (laughs) Thank God for aliases. That's right. So thank you to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Uh, check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. We apologize for any uh, sound quality we may have. This is, this is harder doing this uh, mobily and trying to do it via phone or via Bluetooth. It just gets very difficult, so we apologize. We hope you all still tune in and listen to us. We're doing what we're told. Uh, we are. We, we would like to think we're an essential podcast, but we'd probably not get away with that. Unless maybe I, I draft a letter with our logo on a letterhead. I bet you we can get away with it. <laughs> uh, so I have mine just in case I can, uh, you know, copy and paste a few things if I need to. Right. But I, I, the sound is much better when we're in person, and uh, I like it much better. And but we, I, I mean, I, we could be six feet apart, but uh, with I think Parrot would be about four feet from me. About three feet from Bear, and uh, Bear would be about four feet from you. So if we do it without a parrot, I mean, we would be okay. We can spread six feet out. There you go. All right. So, um, you know, first I'll just thank Brandon All Wear Clothing. Remember to buy local, especially now in these times. It's very hard to uh, get out there and get what you need. But if you have... Some clothing, clothing is deemed essential, and uh, you might not need it for a sports team, but you might need it for something else. So be sure to get in touch with Brandon, All Wear Clothing, allwearclothing.com. Again, buy local. He is in the White House area and uh, serves all of Toledo and even more if you have needs. I know he can make arrangements to ship to you as long as you are able to pay it. He can take card over the phone, whatever you can do. Again, visit Brandon, allwearclothing.com. Now, uh, so we have trivia. Bear, I, I know we didn't total the points. Do you have the updated totals on points? All right. So updated totals on points. Gray, 265. Cody Bryant, 214. Myself, 242. Parrot, 132. And Dub was 17. <laughs> and, and Dub is not with us on this one. And while we while we wait uh, for Jeremy, I think he stepped away, so we can kind of mention a few things. Did you guys happen to see uh, that ESPN was showing three WrestleManias? I think they were showing WrestleMania 30, 34, and 35, if I'm correct. That's the case. I want my ten dollars and twelve cents back. <laughs> twelve cents. Mine's ten seventy one. Yeah, mine's like ten sixty five or something. How the hell are you only paying twelve cents in tax or thirteen cents in tax? I gotta look. I don't. Know. I don't pay attention. I owe ten dollars in something. 
Today we're going to talk about a little bit later, talk about WrestleManias 1 through 18, and then next week, uh, and actually there's rumor that they are recording WrestleMania's 20, or excuse me, WrestleMania 36, they're recording it between today and tomorrow. That is the rumor, uh, so it will not be live. We'll see how true that is, and they said it's only essential people, so we'll see if it gets out. As long as wrestlers don't spoil it and Vince doesn't say anything, uh, we will... It should be taped today, and hopefully no rumors come out and what happens, and we'll make our picks next week. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I don't either. Good luck to them for still doing it, uh, not measuring the six feet apart. Yeah. All right, so uh, Jeremy's yeah, ready. Trying. They are. And Jeremy's ready if you guys are ready. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. How many 24-7 title reigns has R-Truth had? Closest to the number gets three points. Oh, damn. All right, I'm going to plug mine in. Hold on. Let me, uh, I just plugged mine in. Go ahead. Is it more or less than Craig Holly? Who knows? (laughs) Um, God, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 33. All right. I said uh, 17, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go 15. 15, Cody. All right. We'll see what we get back here. And uh, gets three points, whoever gets closest. 35. Nice one, Bear. 35? <laughs> God damn, I thought I was over with 17. Uh, I'm pretty sure sure there's a couple of shows where he won it a couple times. (laughs) But 35, God, that's so many. 35, dude. Come on, man. That might even be more than Crash Holly. You know, Kyle Busch has more than than Brandon. (laughs) Kyle Busch even has a title. Enos Cantor has a title. 
Oh, God. So, <laughs> that is hysterical. I'm looking it up now. Oh, the, so let me, you guys ready for the next one? I'm going to, well, before this, I'm going to ask him a question because if you guys ask this question, I want to know. Uh, so I'll read the question to you and I, I already, and okay. So which WWF, WWE, ECW, WCW, all of those championship or championships has Vince McMahon held in his career worth two points? Can you repeat it? Which one? Which ones? And I had to ask him specifically because it just said WWF slash WWE. And I said, does everything WWE owns count? And he said, yes. Oh, we have to name the titles he's held? Correct. I, I, I submitted my answers to him already. So uh, we'll see if he comes back with it. And uh, I got it right. So you guys can go ahead. Uh, type it in the text. Do it in the text box here, since we got the text box. Oh yeah, that's right. Let's go ahead and put it in the I text box. You, man, it's a different. I know we got to get I used to this. I use the conference call the right way. Uh. Yeah, it's interesting when you're trying to use a conference call. All right, we all had the same answer, so we all get two points. Bonus, though, we've got a bonus here. Uh, three points. Who did Vince McMahon defeat to win the ECW title? I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. And that's I what, have no idea. Yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah, I just spelled it wrong too. And I'm going to tell him all have. Lousily. <laughs> and uh, so Bobby Lashley backlash 2007 handicap match with Umaga and Shane. So we all get five points on that one. Yeah. Good job to the team. All right. So. Hey, by the way, um, Crash Holly, 22-time hardcore champion. What? That's 22. it. That's it. That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest hardcore champion of all time. Overweight and all, man. Only super heavyweight hardcore champion. All right, so we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this fun because now we have a chat box. So, what? What? Um, what he is asking us, and I got to click to the chat box here. Here we go. All right, let's end with WrestleMania question and the return of the Eliminator. There are 16 states in the USA to have held at least one WrestleMania. Name those states. Wrong answer gets you eliminated. Last person left gets 10 points. You guys randomize the order. 16 states to held WrestleMania. All right. I like it. So let's go. Right. Let's go. Random order. Um, uh, God, I don't know how to do random order here. Last person to, to drink a beer can go first. <laughs> oh, 
here since the hundredth episode. So. Okay, then I guess it would be Bear, me, then you. <laughs> so Bear, just type in the text box, and we'll put the the answer there, and I will say them on air, and I will also write them to Jeremy as we enter them in. Oh, you know what? I, I just thought about this. You can actually just say it um, because it doesn't. Yeah, you can actually just say it. Put him in the text box, damn it, so I can remember right? Oh, yeah, okay. Damn it. We can put him out there, but yeah, Massachusetts spelled wrong. All right, so Massachusetts spelled wrong. That is correct. I, I got to type this shit twice now. Um, I got New York in the text box. I'm going to put New York to Jeremy. <laughs> Because this is a pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, we've got Michigan from Cody Bryant. Arizona, Bob. Arizona. Son of a bitch. I'm trying to type Arizona. <laughs> and I got to... We should just put Jeff in the chat so he can see them all. <laughs> yeah, just put, yeah, put him in the Google Hangout so he can see him. Um, all right, I'm copying mine over that I typed into Jeremy. Louisiana. Uh, so it's one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, I like it. Illinois. Hold on. Don't go too fast, damn it. Okay, well, California for me because I know Illinois is right. What did you put, Bear? We don't need him. I put California. Okay. We don't need him for some of these. We know these are right. Yeah. I know you which ones they are. I know. I'm just texting him to him just so he has it as well. I, yeah. I, I, you can see mine of Texas. That's eight. So we're halfway there. Halfway. Yeah, we're halfway there. there. Oh! Living on a prayer. He, half left and you're struggling right now? He said, no way you guys can keep this up. We And I'm going to tell him, we will. He says, he doesn't right. think we can keep it up. Uh, I got to try to think. I got to try to think them out in my head now. Oh, boy. Let's see. Because, I mean, they go back to, they went back to the same state multiple times. 16 seemed like a lot. Yeah. You got to think, there's Canada in there, too. That's why 16 seems like quite a bit. Right. Because there were two in Canada. He's not counting Canada, right? Correct. All right, just just making sure. All right. They've had, let's see, two in Canada... What, I feel three, like I'm just, three, three, three of them did in Florida. What'd you just say? Are you going to type it in or are you just going to type yeah, it in? Yeah, you're just going to say it or type it in? I swore somebody put that. No. Nope. I was, was going to be, if you weren't going to put it, I was going to put it in there. Shit. And I was like, I, I saw somebody put it in Florida this year. <laughs> Damn it. I'm hoping Indiana Bear does. Hold on. Hoosier Dome. Yeah. Hoosier Dome. 
So give me a second. I got to type yours in, and I've got mine in our box, but I got to go back and forth. Uh. So how many do we got right now? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11. Okay, you got Washington. Yep, and he said, correct, the uh, best one. So 12 to Cody Bryant. Uh, Cody Bryant. Let me see. God damn. All right, hold on. Let me see. How many are in California? Four in California. He's going to talk right into another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> there, was, there was three in Florida. Oh. <laughs> All right. I actually have to force my attack to do. Uh, I got I got to try to say, well, I, I, There you go. There you go. That's four and five. Yeah, the ones that were at uh, MetLife were in New Jersey. Yeah, well, yeah, the ones at MetLife. Oh, I was, oh shit, I was thinking of four and five because those were Atlantic City, I think. Trump correct. Casino, wasn't it? You're yeah. absolutely correct. Well, yeah, so that's the three of them. Here's mine, Nevada, WrestleMania 9, Caesar's Palace. There's mine. Right. So I'm typing these to him. Sort of water. Fourteen. I think that's fourteen. We got two 14. more. Uh, I don't. There's no way. Yeah, where else would they have had him? I don't there's know. No way. No. He's got to be kidding me. There's only thirty-five right. WrestleMania. Right. And there's literally nowhere else to hold a WrestleMania outside those states. You want me to ask him? Are you sure there's? These are these are the tough. He says these eight. are the tough two, and you there's said eight. only U.S. No. Oh, hold on, let me think. There's there's one there's one WrestleMania I'm blanking on right now. I don't want to say which one it is. They'll give it away. I won't give it away, but I don't want you. But I'm trying to think of it right now. I just don't think I can't think of them having one anywhere else that it would remotely be cold that's not in a dome because I can't think of any other Wrestlemania Uh I just got one I don't think anybody said it Uh, 4 and 5 in New Jersey I know where that was at, and I'm waiting for Cody to type it in. Yep, fucker. Yeah. yeah. Where was that at? 
Hartford. Yep. We got one more. It's on you. I got 15 if Bear misses it. Oh, shit. Had to use the Cody Bryant ways of remembering what they are. 15, 15. That was was 14 Rock. 14 was 98, so 15 is 99. It was Austin Rock. First Austin Rock. I'm typing my answer in. Yeah, I'm typing the answer in. Because got it, I got it, I got it. It was in it was in Philly, so Pennsylvania. There you go, correct. Yep, that was in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. he did not oh, think we yeah. would get them all. No faith in us. Come on, that was, man. That's the one where Jr. It was fucking Cole and uh, it was Cole and King, and Jr. came out for rocking uh, right. Stone Cold. Yeah, for rocking Austin. Yeah, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Austin didn't have his vest. He came out in the t-shirt. <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask him. Do we all get ten points then, since we uh, ran the table again? <laughs> he said, that "Yeah, yes, you deserve it. <laughs> you don't fuck with the. Sp- just, you don't I fuck with the wrestling podcast." <laughs> We each get 10. All right. He's, <laughs> he said next time I'll have to ask where all the WWE superstars of wrestling were filmed as a challenge. Oh, God, I won't know that one. <laughs> Please don't. Uh... Yeah, no. Uh, and he said during this drought, he's enjoying watching Kenny Omega's career. Topic is, are there any very under the radar, not that Kenny was, but he wasn't a household name, because of WWE, of course. They're you know not WWE fandom. But wrestlers that you know of the listeners should all look up and watch some videos on. He watched an old special one time. Can't remember what Fetty was in. But Nick Bockwinkle was absolutely incredible. Like amazing ahead of his time. So check out some Nick Bockwinkle clips and be prepared to be amazed. That's all. Have a good one, guys. So anybody under the radar that people may not know about that you think they should know about. I mean, I wouldn't say under the radar, but if people want to look some stuff up, go back and watch some older matches. Like, you know, um, Carly Race, 
Ric Flair, you know, matches that most people aren't right. going to be watching or seen. Yeah, watch yeah. any like world class, man. Watch those Von Eric versus the Freebird tag matches. You can find some good stuff. You uh, you search on the WWE Network because they have a lot right. of it. They got it all, and and uh, uh, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan from Mid South or Ted DiBiase Mid South. Yeah, and, um, and even what you know, guys, guys nowadays, young kids nowadays wouldn't know about Vader and how mobile Big Van Vader was back in the day. Right. Yeah. Watch WCW Vader. Yeah. Well, I guess we can't do that on the network, but I mean, you can get New Japan World and watch some um, New Japan Vader. I mean, Ricky Steamboat, another good one that people probably Ricky don't realize. Steamboat, Rick Rude. Matter of fact, watch their Iron Man. Well, I didn't think it was an Iron Man match. They called it. But it was a 30-minute time limit match with Rick Rude and Ricky Steamboat. Like, watch that match. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, like, WCW in the early to mid-90s, like, their pay-per-view, you know, like, the, the main events were underrated, really. I mean, you think about the guys that were in those main events, you know, Barry Wyndham and, and Sting. Old school yeah. Terry Fox. Yeah, old school Terry Fox. Old school Terry Fox. Right. And you can even and, tell guys uh, now that are just learning about Jericho. Like, watch Jericho back in the you know late 80s, early 90s, and even mid-90s in WCW until before he came to WWF. Even, uh, you know, I just got reminded of it last night from watching um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, the Kevin Sullivan, Chris Benoit feud. Oh, my God. I mean, I know that we're not necessarily not supposed to talk about Chris Benoit, but... We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I mean, just about, just about any Chris Benoit match. I mean, his matches are phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, thirteen years. So I know we're we we haven't really talked about it yet. And uh, Bear, I know you watched it. Cody, have you seen the new uh, Dark Side of the Ring yet? The Chris Benoit, the first two. Oh yeah, yeah. I stayed up late to make sure I watched it last night. I have not seen it yet, but I will let you guys uh, go ahead and talk about it. What'd you guys think? I just finished it before the podcast. I'll tell you what, it is very emotional. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, I think, like, and this is only tier one. Yeah. Well, Bear, if you don't get tears at some point watching that, you got a problem. And Bear, you watched part yeah. one and two, right? Yeah, I just, I just watched them both uh, today. Um, I was, I caught up a little bit on the first season just to get back into it, and uh, I just watched them today. And yeah, they were. They were very, very good. Um, just, it, it's crazy the amount of information that's in there and the amount of the information they give you and all that. Jericho right. is the, uh, Jericho hosts it pretty much. Yeah, he's and narrator. obviously they talk with, uh, they talk with his kid, David, um, Nancy, Benoit's sister, um, both of them, like you said, get very emotional. Dean Malenko, Chavo, um, because yeah. the first part of it is a little bit about Eddie. And that, right. that's where that's where it got me. 
when Chavo, I didn't know the whole, and I'm not going to go into it, I didn't know the whole Chavo backstory, but I mean, Chavo found Eddie, and he died in his arms. Right. I had no idea that happened. I didn't to my knowledge, it was To my knowledge, it was always Eddie died in his hotel room, and they found him. No, he was yeah, still no, alive Chavo found and died him. in Chavo's yeah. arms. That's crazy. Holy shit. I didn't know that yeah, either, Bear. Yeah. Yeah, see yeah, me like the, the wrestling, the wrestling nerd that I am. Like a lot of the stuff, it was you know a nice reminder of, and you know it just. I think they did a really good job of humanizing Chris Benoit to where it's not, um, I guess, not patronizing, or to the point where you know it's kind of a almost like a parody, you know, kind of like I, with. Besides that dick at the end, um, the dude that wrote the book, <laughs> everyone else. Oh, uh, that Randazzo book guy. I actually bought yeah, that the, book. He's the he's I, the fifth. Anyone anyone yeah. all, anyone who's the fifth? Yeah, I right. I just can't trust him. I get you. Yeah, can be a like junior, I have that book. You can be the third. That's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. That book I read it, and it's basically. Like, it starts off okay, and it kind of gives you a little backstory, and then it just turns into, like, him just bashing any and everybody he could. Yeah, I didn't, I did not, that's the only part I didn't like, and it got a little bit, it kind of, I mean, I get it, you, you have to do it, I mean, he did what he did, but, yeah, I mean, they did humanize him, and they did do all that, and the journal entries, and talking with his dad, and all that stuff. I mean, pretty much after after Eddie died, that was that was it. He wrote his thing. Right. It was going to happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Obviously, everything's unfortunate that happened, um, and it's sad. And he'll he'll never get into the Hall of Fame. It'll never happen. Um, well, Ring of Honor. We we'll just call it that. We we'll call it the WWE Ring of Honor. Yeah, just for the distraction purposes of what it may cause. Right. Um, but right. yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that it was it was an amazing two part documentary. There's no doubt about it. And uh, um, Gary and I, I we were talking before this started actually on the next ones that are coming up and those dark side of the rings, I mean, are just fantastic just fantastic. Um, I only right. got one of them so I, I got to watch them all here in the last like three days pretty much, besides you know, the Macho Man was the first one I watched and then didn't watch anything since then. But oh, they're man, you missing out. They're yeah, the, yeah, the screw job. I watched them all. I'm all caught up now. Good, yes. Yeah. They were all good. Okay, screw job no. was good. Killing a Bruiser Brody was good. Uh, Gorgeous Gino, yeah. Mula, and the, um, what, Von Eriks? Was that the other one? Von, yeah, Von Eriks. That one was yeah, That one was sad. That, yeah. was, so, that was sad. And uh, now we got Ben Wong. It's kind of nuts how Kevin Von Eriks' kid looked just like Harry. Right. It's like weird. Yeah. It's scary. Yes, it is. And we just had uh, the Benoit Part 1 and 2. I know we've got uh, New Jack, The Life and Crimes of New Jack, Brawl for All, uh, Jimmy Snuka, right? Jimmy Snuka, Death of His Girlfriend, Assassination of Dino Bravo. Um, the Then the, it has subjects, Dave Schultz, Herb Abrams, uh, Owen Hart and Over the Edge. I'm looking forward to that one because you guys know I'm a big Owen Hart fan. And uh, the Road Warriors, that'll be good. So I'm sure we're going to learn quite a bit on the Owen Hart one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and just so you guys know, this show actually holds a 100% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. It should. It, it should. It's a lot of knowledge. It's not very biased. It's a lot of good knowledge. But 
the one I'm most looking forward to, I mean, is Dino Bravo. That one is going to be that's going to be kind of like the Dino yeah. Hernandez. It's going to be awesome, I think, with what you're going to yeah. learn. And that was, yeah, I think the Dino Bravo will probably be the best one. <laughs> Yes. Because that's one of the few between Dino Bravo and, and Gino Hernandez. Those are like the two that I never really knew that much about. Only because it happened, you know, pretty much when, you know, we were all kids. So it's not like you had all that information at hand. And I think that's why this Dark Side of the Ring is that great. Because it has all the information without a bias in one place. And you get it all at one time. Right. You know, like the Von Erich, you kind of had to piece together over the years. Um, you know, even with Bruce Brody, like you had to piece that one together kind of over the years from different people that were actually you know, willing to talk about it. Right. And then last year, um, Dutch Mantle, or Zeb Coulter for most people, recently, he was the narrator last year of five of the six episodes. Uh, Mick Foley narrated the one with uh, Killing a Bruiser Brody. This year it's all Jericho, as we talked about. Um, so the, the highest rated episode last year had uh, 0.23 million viewers uh, was the Von Eric episode. And this year, Ben Waz was is already at 0.32. So quite a few more. Uh, pretty good. So And I think it is the highest watched show on Vice, which doesn't surprise me. Um, which is great. So that 0.32 in millions, so that would be 320,000 people to me, if I'm understanding that correctly. Mm-hmm. And then last year, the biggest episode was 230,000. So they already gained 90,000. That's great. And I think as more wrestling fans, there are several out there. Uh, definitely check out this show. I remember we first heard about it last year when we were around episode 69. Uh, 70 something like that we had mentioned uh we had mentioned this show we watched it match made in heaven was really good about uh randy poffo and and elizabeth of course and then uh the montreal screw job was great they showed footage that a lot of people haven't seen um and if you haven't listened to broken skull podcast like we had talked about last week uh or i don't think we talked about it last week uh maybe we did maybe we didn't uh but definitely watch um the Bret Hart on the Broken Skull podcast, and we did talk about it because we talked about Kane being on it in the Undertaker Big yeah. Show. Did you guys see? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I haven't seen the Bret Hart uh, one yet. But I mean, if you, I mean, really to get everything you probably would want to know about that Montreal screw job, I would say watch Dark Side of the Ring, but yep. then also watch the Hitman Hart documentary that Wrestling with Shadows. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, that gives you more, you, you kind of get more of the story in the Wrestling With Shadows documentary than you do anything WWE produced. And definitely you know, watch, like I said, watch watch the Broken Skull. They cover the Montreal Screwdrop quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Very it's good. Because that's, it sucks. That's what Bret Hart's career is kind of reduced to. I know it's it's absolutely yeah, terrible. Well, you know what happened with that? Uh, Brett screwed Brett. Oh God! So um, another thing, I don't know if you guys saw the preview. I think I tagged you guys in at Big Show's new show on Netflix. Actually, looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I saw. Um, I, I saw the a little bit of. I think a little bit of preview on it, and it did look pretty good. I may have to uh, check that out. He's funny. 
And uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's on Netflix, I think, April 6th. So definitely check that out. Um, you know, so let's go on to some other things. I know we I wanted to cover Dark Side of the Ring. Did you guys happen to see that Vince McMahon is selling part of his uh, stake in WWE? And he's doing it through Morgan Stanley. And so the shares have gone down 5%, which is not bad, considering how much shares have fell, fallen recently. But the bank is lining up buyers on behalf of WWE's chief executive officer for 2.26 million shares at a price range of 37.75 to 38.25 each, and that's a discount of as much as 3.3 percent compared to Tuesday's closing date. And uh, the share sale follows a 40 percent decline in the stock this year, and amid shutdowns of the events to stop the spread of the coronavirus, McMahon's XFL Football League also canceled the remainder of the season. Season last Friday. Yep, I did see that. Not Friday, honestly. I mean, beginning of the year. I don't think so. Never the beginning of the end for Vince. He's got plenty of money. It's just, just a hard time right now. I'm sure he did the same oh, thing yeah. back in the 90s and early 2000s, too. So. It's hard times, hard times. We're going to have... Uh, Amazon Wrestling Entertainment in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be it'd be a, right. AWE instead of AEW. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just call it WWA. Aw. And uh, to, to go back, the WrestleManias that ESPN is uh, showing, it was WrestleMania 30 on the 22nd. This co- this episode will come out on the 29th, which would be is that Sunday? Yeah. That's Sunday, so um, that would be WrestleMania 32, and then April 5th will be WrestleMania 35 at 3 p.m., which is also, I believe, on a Sunday, so it'll be before WrestleMania starts. All right, so like I said, early, like I said earlier, uh, supposedly they were covering um, on Monday, uh, this past Monday, so... Uh, I guess this would have been, since people are going to listen to this on the 29th, actually it would have been Sunday. Uh, so a week ago, they would have done future episodes of NXT. On Monday and Tuesday of this past week, they were doing Raw episodes for the 23rd and the 30th. And then on the 25th, which we're actually recording on the 25th right now, they're doing WrestleMania Night 1. And tomorrow they're going to be doing WrestleMania Night 2, which is actually a few days ago for those that are listening to this. And it's closed doors, so we'll see how many spoilers actually get out. Usually they find a way to get them out, so we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, but who's going to get these spoilers out? The janitor? Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, one thing, <laughs> I, I told this to Bear earlier. I, I won't be able to get them. Right. I, told this, I won't be able to get them. We don't have any crews down there. <laughs> that's funny as shit. I, I told Bear this. <laughs> So I want you to hear this, too. I was laughing my ass off. So this was uh, WWE Creative Humor. WrestleMania will take place in the Performance Center in Orlando with no audience. AJ Styles. It'll be like I'm back at the Impact Zone. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Fantastic shit. Damn. So, uh, and I'm sure you've seen that Ricochet kind of shaved off his beard. So he looks like a baby again. And then also we mentioned in the past that he wants to go back to NXT because he's not being booked on Raw after he got buried, uh, which is terrible. He got buried and after Brock, and then he's been buried since. I know we know Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, he caught the squid eyes. 
Yeah, and Rob Gronkowski is going to be the host of WrestleMania, so that should be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I guess. Right. Bear. I don't really think Gronkowski, like, he's funny, but I don't think he's entertaining funny, you know? He's just, like, class clown funny. Right. So before we go into the next thing, I want to thank a few more sponsors. So, of course, I want to thank uh, Verizon. Verizon's a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that impact operations and can, pos- can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with the sales rep in your area, verizon.com. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC. You can visit her. Actually, don't visit her since you're self-quarantined, and it could be deemed essential, but I think it'd be safer if you call her. Give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help with all of your banking needs like she helped me with mine. Uh, Again, Cassandra, PNC, 419-877-0634. And, uh, of course, we got to thank Crandall's Quality Landscaping, who is deemed essential to take care of your lawn mowing needs. And you can give them a call, 419-704-5471. Bear's going to tell me when to stop, but he serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not. Now. Ireland. He serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Ireland. So thank you, Sean Crandall's Quality Landscaping. All right, so do we have, uh, Bear, do we have anything from uh, Jason? Yes, we do. Shockingly, I think. Eh, maybe not that shocking. We'll take it away whenever you're ready. Let's see. All right. Let's see how many questions. Seven questions. Oh, shit. Ooh. You must have been bored. Yeah. Question number one. Is podcasting and quote-unquote essential business? Well, as we talked about earlier, if we can... Uh, We'll get the logo, throw it on a uh, a nice, uh, make it a nice, you know, kind of header, and make it for for a letter for us. Make it a nice header, and I guess we could. We are deemed an essential podcast, and we can get it done. So I think we are, Cody. Yeah. Yeah, if we're here, it's essential. <laughs> we are essentially separated right now, but uh, we're making it happen. Thank God for technology. Yeah, no shit. I've got number two. I've got two damn laptops and two monitors going right now to keep this thing afloat. There you go. Number two. Yes or no? Should Trump hire Paul Heyman to be his mouthpiece? Yeah. Trump would just stand there in his normal face, glaring into the camera, and Heyman would address the nation. Hell yes. <laughs> And, uh, I think that uh, they would they would never vote Trump out of office if Heyman just talked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Axel and uh, Ryback. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> did not. And funny thing, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys happen to see that that uh, lady that came, I can't remember what she does or what she is, but she came and talked. She's like, "You got to separate yourself." I separated myself over the weekend. I had a fever, and Trump's like, Trump's looking all weird. And when she said she had a fever, he's like, "Uh oh," and walked away. He just, laughed. He, he just walked away. Said, "Uh oh," and walked away. I was laughing my ass off. I could just, I could just see it now too. My coin, 
Donald Trump. <laughs> he says, everybody stay home. The economy will be okay by Easter. We're waiting. Defending President of the United States of America. <laughs> Donald Trump. And okay. uh, I don't know if you, did you guys see that thing? Uh, I was watching it earlier. Paul Heyman was talking to an audience. And he was talking about how Brock Lesnar came about in OVW. And, and uh, Paul, you know, somebody had came and talked to him and said, you know, work with Brock. And Brock was listening. Like, Arn Anderson was telling him shit. And other people were telling him stuff. Like, the old timers. And somebody said, you need to talk to Paul. And uh, Paul, you know, talked to him. Got him out of – he wanted out of OVW all this. And Paul went to Vance and talked about what he wanted him to do. He said the next big thing. And he's like, that's a stupid name. And uh, so he said, Vince is right a lot about a lot of stuff, but this one, I was right. And uh, so found it very interesting that that's how Paul got really linked up with uh, with Brock. And he talked about Brock when he tried out for the Vikings, and he ran that 100-yard dash in, like, Olympic qualifying time, and he had a torn groin, and I think he'd just broken some ribs and some other shit. It was insane. Definitely check anything out Paul Heyman does Paul Heyman talks about he's just he's amazing he's a smart man in the business and uh, he always has and he's just fun to listen to yeah Paul I mean he's great he's a great mouthpiece and he's good for the business even though he didn't pay ECW wrestlers for like three years he's good for the business yes he is (laughs) (laughs) alright question number three oh boy this is a long one (laughs) All right. While we were on politics, I heard Linda McMahon got money from the stimulus package to cover the cost of the WWE Network sharing all of their previous WrestleManias for free. Did you hear the same thing? If not, my conspiracy on that is WWE has hired an informant to exclusively listen to your podcast. The informant reported to Vince that that on last week's podcast... Parrot said he was too poor to get the network, therefore he couldn't watch the WrestleManias that you guys were suggesting to him. Vince said, the parrot, you mean Coco's parrot, give him free WrestleManias for your fire. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to answer that. That's fucking great. I love the storytelling. Oof. That was a long-winded one. I'm, I need a drink. Hold on a sec. Let me... Oh, yeah. let me get off this Jim Beam Peach here. Oh. And I don't know if, uh, I, I believe, was I don't know if, Lin, I think Linda stepped down uh, from the Small Business Administration, being the administrator of that. Isn't she the head uh, or the chairperson of uh, one of Trump's super PACs? That I do not know. Hmm. Ah, here we go. I just looked into it. Uh, so her resignation was last year, a year ago in April. And then on April 15th tax day, she was named chairwoman of America first action, a pro Trump super PAC. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I did not know that. Well, good for Linda. I mean, I was happy when she got that. She, I mean, she's probably the smartest one of the all. Look, if you have your computer open, go look at her picture on Wikipedia. That's all I'm going to say. Linda McMahon's? Yes. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no sh- Yeah, you got to check that out. She looks good. Right. Pretty hot. 
was Se- 71. 71 years old. God, he was back. Brooklyn Vince got married in 1966. Oof. They've been married forever. My goodness. So what, 50? Yeah, no shit. She looks like that right now. <laughs> 54. That's what she looks like. They've been married 54 That's years. Linda's gone through a oh. lot of shit with Vince. Because he's the genetic oh, yeah. Yeah. jackhammer. That's a, that's, a, that's a real ride or die right there. All right, here we go. Number four. Ah, too bad we don't have Dub on this one. If Brandon were still around, do you think his favorite AEW wrestler would be the main masked guy from the Dark Order? <laughs> the main masked guy? The main masked guy from the Dark Order. Um, I think there's no super heavyweight, so I don't know who Brandon's favorite would be. Yeah, because what? Now it's Brody Lee is the leader. He's the exalted one. Yeah. Uh, What? You've got Stu Grayson's there, right? Who else is in there? The Dark Order is the Evil Uno guy, Brody Lee, and then two other guys that I never knew of before now. But they're pretty good wrestlers, though. Yeah, Stu Grayson, of course. Who knows? All right, here we go. Number, Number five. Is it just me? Or would the best new finisher name be the COVID-19? Think about it. AJ Styles, it's the COVID-19 on Taker at WrestleMania. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you watch. That's going to happen, uh, no. though. But some, I don't say, how do you set that move up, though? Like, how do you set that move up? You sit in the corner for two weeks? And then cough on him, and that's it. You're done. Yeah. Well, I saw that one of, what was it, uh, GCW did, uh, they were doing some socially distant wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. It's hysterical. You got to check that out. Taker, Taker's about elderly anyway, so he can't be getting back. Right. <laughs> Make it. He might literally become the dead man then. <laughs> Number six. Everyone has been making fun of Cody's neck tattoo. What are your thoughts on his new look? Well, he put it, if you guys just, yeah, if you guys just saw, he has it on his damn jacket with his name on the right and the damn tattoo on the left. I'm still not a fan of the tattoo. I like his look. I'm just not a fan of the tattoo. I like the tattoo. I don't like where it is. Well, I like the tattoo. Yeah, if he wanted to put it on his neck, it'd be dope. But yeah, neck tattoo is kind of cool vibe. Yeah, I mean, we know you. It's like, damn, Cody. We know you travel around, but you don't have to look like you live in the same vehicle you travel in. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Last question, number seven. Here we go. This one is for Gary. Gary, if you were to be quarantined for multiple weeks and was able to select spending that time with one of your co-hosts, to whom would that be? Ooh, we put you on the spot. 
Um, Parrot, I'd have to lend a shitload of money, so not him. Uh, Bear and I would just, he doesn't have kids and he would get sick of that. So I'm going to have to go with Cody because he has kids and he gets the problems I deal with because he's got a wife, but I got an ex-wife. And uh, so he's living the same life I am. So he would understand what I'm going through. No offense to any of my co-hosts, but it'd have to be Cody Bryant because of that reason. Oh my god, when I almost wrecked us in fucking BG. I remember, Bear, I was driving down the street. We just got to BG, so we're almost back from fucking Louisiana from WrestleMania 30. And I almost kill us on 75 in Bowling Green. Cody's like, God damn, man, you can't fall asleep now. Terrible, buddy. The blizzard after Raw in Columbus. Oh, it is. It's bad. And you know, Parrot. You know, Parrot's been with me, and and he's. We've we've come into some crazy shit. Like we blew a tire in on our way to West Virginia on the truck. Just sliced the tire, and it goes down. And it was brutally windy that day. Justin on the Twitter was with us, and Clay from the Grown Ups was also also with us. And then we got hit by a deer. From that rescheduled show with Luke Bryan, the farm tour, we got hit by a deer. Just the craziest shit happens. I think it's uh, it's Final Destination for me, but it's like I'm on Final Destination like 12 now. I just survive every one of them. Knock on wood. Yeah. Just keeps passing along. So that was the last one from, from, uh, from Jason, right? Yeah. So speaking of last ones, we got the last one from Jason. And if you want the last one for you and your dating life, get in touch with Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Even in this coronavirus quarantine world we're living in right now, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. He can do consultations probably via Skype um, or I'm sure maybe Google Hangout or any sort of way you can get online. He is officially quarantined in New York City, so uh, he will not be able to go out anywhere until all this is passed. He's taking his, his precautions and the correct precautions, as we all should. But, uh, you know, you can't get the coronavirus over Skype. So I'm sure that you get a consultation that way, and I know that he can make it work yeah. Skype or through FaceTime or whatever kind of crazy media that you can talk with each other or over the phone, like, you know, the old-fashioned way. So uh, give, give him a look up if you're uh, lonely in this quarantine time and you got no one to share it with. Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. What if you're trying to be lonely and it's not working? Oh, I wish I could be lonely. That's the best. <laughs> I live my life in quarantine. I don't want to go out there. I'm I trying. So you'd have to get in touch I with uh, you'd have to get in touch with Barrett Connell at fuckdating.com. <laughs> Want to sit inside and watch every uh, WrestleMania ever? Ooh, no, you don't. Well, yeah, not eleven, but all the rest of them. <laughs> Remember, it's Bruce or it's Jr. But one of them are doing it. I think it's Jr. I think. Oh,
I think Bruce is doing WrestleMania 11, and I left a question saying, be honest, is this the worst WrestleMania ever? <laughs> oh, WrestleMania 11? All right. Top five words. All right. So. Okay, I was about to say. All right. Well, let's let's talk about that. So we we said last week we we discussed WrestleManias one through eighteen. So we we can um, you know we had some some ones in the middle. So what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about our top three for us, and it doesn't have to be just because it was our favorite. Uh, if it meant something to wrestling, how it changed wrestling any of those types of things, and why you feel it was important. Um, I will kick us off because this didn't come up with uh, many people, and there are many reasons that I, I value this one. Uh, but I'm going to talk about WrestleMania 12. I know it's not one of the favorites of many people. Uh, that's the Iron Man match with Brett and Shawn, and me, of course, being a Shawn Michaels fan growing up. Uh, this was a big deal for me because he won his first heavyweight title, WWF Heavyweight Championship uh, in the 60-minute Ironman match, of course, went into overtime. They were 0-0. He won in sudden death with the sweet chin music and uh, pinned him for the 1-2-3. Also had one of the most, uh, uh, at the time, iconic entrances into a WrestleMania, uh, just flying from the top of the rafters all the way in. Very important. Uh, we saw the return of Ultimate Warrior, which was trash, but this was the first WrestleMania for Triple H or Hunter Hearst Helmsley who was escorted by her first appearance, Sable. And we also saw, of course, Mark Merrow come over from WCW when he was Johnny B. Bad. Um, did he come over then or did he go to WCW later? I think he came over from then as Johnny B. Bad and he was Mark Merrow in WWF, correct? Yeah, he came over from WCW. That's, that's what I thought. And... Um, and then, of course, I mean, for me, it's important because, like I said, it was the first WrestleMania for Triple H, first WrestleMania for Sable. Uh, Stone Cold, I believe it was his first WrestleMania as well, right? I believe it was. Uh, I believe so, yeah. He was on the free-for-all. Yeah, he was uh, Stone Cold. He beat uh, Savio Vago. He was with Ted DiBiase. He had the million-dollar belt, Cody Bryant's favorite. Yeah. And uh, Warrior, kind of a joke. It was only a minute-and-a-half match. Um, and, you know, they've asked Paul Levesque, Triple H, about that, how he feels about that whole thing going down. And he said, hey, I got to be in the ring with one of the most recognized people in the past. And so he and I mean, we know what Triple H went on to do. Uh, Taker and Diesel. Yeah, he did. Taker and Diesel. I, I actually liked. Usually I would hate. it. I went back and watched it. I liked it better than I thought I would. That was probably the best match on the card. I did like uh, I Michael. But there's so many. I mean, if you're not into technical wrestling for 60 minutes and nothing really happened but a lot of waiting, right. Jeremy made a good point about it. He's like, when you watch it, let me know what you think. And so now I'm going to tell him what I think. Uh, is he? He was right. There's a lot of times when they're just holding holds for a long period of time, and I get it. Right. But it was an amazing and that's match. The only bad part. Right. Yeah, that was the only bad part about the Iron Man match. It wasn't what everybody you know kind of hoped it would have been, or at least what it should have been. What it should have been was 60 minutes technical wrestling, you know, one of the best matches ever. And then really what you get is arguably maybe 12 and a half minutes of action. Right. And uh, and what was on uh, Free For All that day, because it's not on the WWE Network on WrestleMania 12, was the Body Donnas. Uh, so Skip and Zip with Sonny beat uh, the Godwins, Henry O. Godwin and Phineas I. Godwin. 
uh, pig and hog, which I remember what several episodes ago I realized that's what it was. Um, <laughs> the uh, that was on free for all, and then the, so the first match on the card was actually Bulldog Owen Vader with Cornette beat Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts, and Yokozuna. Uh, I thought that was actually more fun than I anticipated of a match. Roddy Piper and Gold Dust, that whole thing still just cracks me up. The Hollywood back brawl in the back and uh, in the back lot. I found it hysterical, and they bring it, of course, to the ring. Um, when Gold Dust, because Gold Dust hit Piper <laughs> like with the damn car, legit hit him. And then Piper, when they're pulling up to the arena, pulls up the car next to the gold Cadillac. I was laughing my ass off because I forgot about that shit. I haven't watched that WrestleMania in years. Yep, I thought that was great. So this is what two years removed from that uh, whole situation because that was what ninety four, right? With OJ. Yeah. Yep. And this was ninety six. So anyway, that was the one uh, that was always big to me and probably most important to me, being a Michaels fan for one. The beginning of uh, Triple H's first WrestleMania, Stone Cold's first WrestleMania, Sable's first WrestleMania. Uh, Taker beat Diesel, of course, and then just the match to understand wrestling and storytelling, just knowing the story behind Sean and Brett, and then just going back and watching it and seeing what Sean was then, like a cocky, arrogant prick, and, uh, you know, he's the baby face, and to see how good Brett was, and, and like I said, listen to Broken Skull, and he talks about how he never hurt anybody, and you could see some of the things Brett did. He was so technical and so good at what he did that he never hurt a wrestler, and uh, just very impressive, so that was always an important one to me. Uh, Bear, go ahead. Um, is this our? This isn't our top, is it? Are we doing one down, or are we doing three up? I'm just doing like most. I'm just going in random orders. I'm just saying like this one wasn't necessarily the, my favorite one or the best one to me. This was the one that was I feel one of the most important that gets overlooked, and it was most important for me as a kid because Michael won his first title. But I think it, the importance of Stone Cold's first WrestleMania. Triple H's first WrestleMania, those things uh, of importance of this WrestleMania. Um, I mean, if you really wanted to do that, I would. If I had to pick that one, the most underrated-ish kind of, or one that kind of falls under the radar but is important, it would be WrestleMania one, um, because it's the first one and the production was so shit on it, but it was actually a pretty good card and it was put together fairly well except for the wrestlers walking in front of Lord Alfred Hayes every time he did interviews, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think that one would be on the uh, get-overlooked, underrated category. People don't talk about it enough, but to kick it off. And the card that it was actually was, was very good. I was very impressed with that one. Yeah, and then uh, there was only a few matches. Um on that one, was that the one that was? I see. I don't. Remember, I have not watched WrestleMania one through four in the longest time. Was that the one? Was the first one in in a many different areas, or was that another one? That was two. Wasn't it? Yeah, two. Two. Okay. Where was one? Yeah, at? two was one. was in Madison Square Garden. Okay. And two, they had like in L.A., Chicago, and I want to say New York. As well, correct. But it wasn't at the Garden; it was in another New York location. Yeah, yeah. 
And one was the main uh, Hogan and Mr. T. That one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Against uh, Piper and uh, uh, Orndorff. Orndorff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And that's when back when WrestleMania, where the whole card would last less than one match at WrestleMania now. <laughs> Pretty much. Nice. What about Pretty you? Much. What about you, Cody? Uh, underrated or where you see significant importance out of uh, the WrestleMania uh, 1 through 18? To me, I, it's a tie. I had to look up the card again. Uh, to me, it's a tie. Um, between, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna break it. Fuck it. I'm gonna go WrestleMania eight. I would say WrestleMania eight is a is an underrated WrestleMania. Um, I mean, you have, yeah, it's in the Hoosier Dome, which you know they managed to fill up, and it was their first. Uh, well, it was two years removed from Sky Dome. So, and I mean, after the, all the poor ticket sales from WrestleMania seven. And then they be able to bounce back with the, well, at least everybody thought it was going to be Hogan and Flair, but it turned out to be, you know, Savage and Flair for the WWF title, which I think is an underrated match. Um, you know, you have that, that storyline with, with Flair and Savage to where it was, you know, it was personal. A lot of people could relate to that. So, you know, that was a really good match. Is that is that when Brett won um, the uh did Brett win the Intercontinental title there? Yeah, yeah, this was that Brett Hart Roddy Piper match. Okay. Right. I couldn't remember and who he beat for, but I remember he won the title. Underrated. Who, who? I don't know why a lot of people don't talk about that match being one of Brett's, you know, best matches and Piper's for that matter. Right, and you know, like that's one of their best matches that they, you know, that they've had, at least to me. And you have, you know, WrestleMania Seven. You know, this was Shawn Michaels' first, uh, this first WrestleMania as a single. So you kind of got to see, you know, kind of what he would be. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's only Jay like. Robert. With with many people, I think Michaels is only like five and ten. Even tag team or not, he's five and ten at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, they call him Mister WrestleMania, and he has a losing record. You know, wild. It is, but that tells and, you that uh, tells you how big of a draw he was there, and what the matches he puts on at WrestleMania. Right. I mean, it, it just kind of shows you what you know, kind of where he started at. You know, where he started with his first WrestleMania and him and Tito Santana. You know, and then this was, you know, it was Jake Roberts. It was his last WrestleMania. And this was the last time he was on WWF TV for, what, about six years? Five, six years? Right. And then when he came back, um, I mean, just the card itself, man, you can't really... You know, you can't really go wrong. You had the, I mean, the natural disasters for what they were. I mean, for what they were as a big tag team, they were big guys, that, but they can move, though. You know, against DiBiase and, and IRS. You know, you had Owen Hart going up against Skinner. Um, and then you have the return of the Ultimate Warrior, that match with 
with the Hulk Hogan Sid Justice match. You know, Sid Justice as a heel was, you know, amazing. And to have Ultimate Warrior return at the end of that match. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know, to me it's one of the more underrated WrestleManias. Just because a lot of people only really remember the the return of the Warrior. And, you know, you have Jake Roberts' last match. You, you see pretty much more or less the beginning of, you kind of see what The Undertaker was like. You know, so it's more or less the beginning of this streak. You see what Shawn Michaels was made of. You know, you got to see the kind of matches that Bret Hart would put on on his own as a single. You know, and you got to see what Owen Hart could do. Because he was more or less this uh, more or less a single, his first single match at WrestleMania around this time too. So I don't know, it's just one of my favorites, and to me, I think it's you know more underrated. I still had that WrestleMania on VHS tape. No shit. Yeah. All right, so give give me a match uh, from WrestleManias one through eighteen. Not necessarily. Don't take it from your top two. Well, your top two uh, WrestleManias that we'll talk about. But just give me one match that you think out of WrestleMania one through eighteen that's not from your favorites that you think people should go back and watch. Rock Hogan. I like that. 18 is not in my top. Um, I think 18 right. is done. Rock Hogan was the only thing really that saved that. All the other matches were just kind of blah. Even Triple H and Jericho, blah. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold and Scott uh, Hall, blah. Uh, okay. It was not. It was not very good. So Rock Hogan. I mean, the crap. The crap. That should have been the main event. The crowd. I mean, was so hyped for that. Um, I think the women's championship match followed, and then it was Triple H Jericho. They just no one cared after that. They they blew their load. They literally blew their load on Rock Hogan. Do you have any? And it was uh, amazing. Do you have any others that you you think as well? There's so many that you could choose between you know that and between one and eighteen. I mean, you could go. Bret Hart, Steve Austin at 13. That was one of mine. Uh, you know, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper at 8. I had Owen. You know, Savage Flair. I had Owen and Bret. Uh, Owen, Owen at 10. I had Owen and Bret at 10 Steve and Oak. Razor and uh, HBK Steve at 10 Oak as well. Savage at 3. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah, I had two from uh, 10. 10's not in my favorites, but uh, Razor and Sean in the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. And then, right. like you said, Owen and Bret. Is seventeen not in your uh, not in your top two? What's that? Is seventeen not in your top two of these WrestleManias one through eighteen? No, it's not. Damn. Yeah, I mean seventeen was good. Don't get me wrong; it's just, it wasn't in my top. Like, I mean, my top is WrestleMania eight, and then my number two, and it's mainly just because of. You know, sentimental reason is WrestleMania six. All right. Well, tell me why right. WrestleMania that's only, six. That's only because it was my first WrestleMania. Okay. And yeah, and that, and then that's the first time Hogan gets beat clean. And uh, 
My first like, that's monumental my, right there. My first WrestleMania I actually watched all the way through was eleven. So you know how I feel. Yeah, I can throw eleven in the trash. <laughs> Uh, you had nowhere to go but up. Exactly, because I got into it, you know, around that time. Ninety four, you know, ninety four was when I got into it. I watched a lot of WCW, but you know, WrestleMania was already over at that point. So my first one was WrestleMania eleven. But it's not sentimental enough to me to even put it in my top fucking eighteen for <laughs> the eighteen WrestleManias. <laughs> I mean, because I love Shawn Michaels, you know this. So when Shawn didn't win the title when I was a kid, I was pissed. Like, absolutely pissed that he didn't beat Diesel. Uh, Bret Hart, uh, he fought, what, Bob Backlund in an I Quit match? Terrible. It was just a, it was a bad card. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to pull it up. Here we go. Taker beat King Kong Bundy. Razor beat uh, Jeff Jarrett. Snooze. Allied Powers beat the Blue Brothers. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. And LT and Bam Bam is the yeah, just so bad. But anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, I could see why why that would be sentimental to you. What was your favorite match on that card? Uh, which one, six? Yes. Uh, I mean, I did like the Warrior Hogan match, but then uh, jeez. I had to say, now looking at the card, you know, it was the, you know, it was the Ultimate Warrior Hogan match, you know, between that and the, the Heart Foundation. Yeah, it was a great I match. I was pissed when Mr. Perfect lost, though. That, that pissed me off. I ain't gonna lie. Like, that was, this, that was his first loss. I think to anybody, and it was to freaking Brutus Beefcake at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Uh, Bear, Bear, what about you? What about uh, what's your second? My number two is fourteen. Um, you know, Tyson Austin, Tyson Austin, but Michaels Austin, which is great, and then Tyson knocking out Michaels. Um, just fantastic. Absolutely, one of my favorite moments ever. Um, being a Stone Cold fan, that was my first WrestleMania that I watched. Um, but that was when I was still watching, or that was when I was just getting into like Raw and all that. The Stone Cold is obviously my favorite. But going back and just rewatching that pay per view again, I mean, you get a lot of good matches on that. Um, you start off with all tag teams in the ring. And then you come out with LOD 2000 to start off the pay-per-view with Sonny. Like, come on. There's no better way to start that. That was awesome. But the, they sh- win it. the shitty tag oh. team that they fought. <laughs> what was that? I said the terrible tag team uh, uh, that they eliminated last. And the new Midnight Express. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was... That was Bombastic Bob. Or Bombastic Bob. Did yeah right? Did you like uh, did you like Triple H and Owen that match? Yeah, I thought that was a great match as well. Um, Undertaker Kane. I mean, the first that was amazing. Yes, the first one. And honestly, uh, the uh, New Age Outlaws DX against um, Mankind and Terry Rhodes acting Chainsaw in the uh, dumpster match. 
Yes. Very underrated tag match. Amazing. Awesome match. And they had such a good build because that was when right. they uh, was when the New Age Outlaws hit, uh, pushed them off the stage, and yeah. they were like, like Raw was shut down for like an hour, and that's all they did. <laughs> it was crazy. Yep. Like yep. so much. That. And then, uh, and then yeah, obviously. Austin and Michaels is just that was great. Even though Sean was in a bad place, and um, I thought that was a hell of a match. That was amazing. And you know, I, I talked about it. If you've listened to Mike Tyson's book, that he got paid six million dollars for that appearance. I believe yeah. they they needed that. They did. They That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Cody, what? What's your? Yeah, and I think the Ken Shamrock Rock match was underrated too. That's a that's a feud to go back and watch if you want to watch something. Yeah, that is a hell of a feud. I think the match could have went longer, yeah, unfortunately. It, but, it, right? It was uh, it was it was a, around five minutes, wasn't it? It was a short match. It wasn't. Long. Yeah, it wasn't long. They had some good matches. That could have went a lot longer. Yeah, that was that feud brought out one of the most brutal chair shot to me probably one of the most memorable chair shots on Shamrock I don't know if you guys remember that one or not when the rock hit Shamrock with the chair on Raw yeah he was on his he like, he yeah yeah he like he was on his knees and he told the rock to hit him again and he just fucking wailed on it one time yes he did yes he oh did oh my god <laughs> yeah that was that was insane What's right, Well, Cody, what's your uh, what's Cody's number two? Oh, you can get a number two. I did get my number two. I thought it was. Yeah, six. my number two was six. Yeah, that's what we started with. Oh, my bad. My yeah, bad. my number one was eight. Yeah, my number one was eight, and then my number two was six, which kind of shows me how old I am. So fuck both of y'all. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm talking about talking about fucking WrestleMania six and WrestleMania eight and things being my first one. And, yeah. You know, you two were talking about double digit WrestleMania being your first WrestleMania. Yeah, right. Fourteen was uh, I also like fourteen. That come in at three for me. Two was my twelve because of the importance it had to me. But number one, we'll go. What do you got, Bear? Agreed. The first, uh, the first big arena show since WrestleMania three. I mean, I guess the Hoosier Dome, really. But from what you remember, three. This sparked all of the big arena shows. Then from there on out, pretty much. Um, I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, the card was amazing. Uh, you start off with Jericho and Regal in a good match. Yep. Then you get Bradshaw in one of the best promos I think ever. When he's talking about all the stuff he saw in Texas and all that, the match sucked with right to center, but it was just a pump up match. Um, the triple the triple threat hardcore match was awesome. You get Angle and Benoit, uh, Eddie Guerrero beating Test. I mean, it was just fantastic. Shane beating quarantine matches to watch too, man. Even with Kurt Angle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Angle killed it. TLC two. I mean, that was on there, and that followed Shane and Vince. 
Um, after that whole big storyline ended, um, the Undertaker and Triple H was an amazing match. That was the Obviously, first first one. Was great. Yeah, but that Undertaker Triple H match is probably is one of the most underrated Undertaker WrestleMania matches ever. By the way, that's, that's yeah. a good one. That was his first one. Really good one. He carried, he carried Triple H through that match. I'm not yeah, a big Triple H fan either, though. I don't, I don't know. To me, like he does nothing for me. I don't know. Who? And that was just that was that was peak Undertaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that big evil de- uh, dead man ink. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna make you famous. Oh my gosh, that was man. That's probably one of my favorite incarnations of the Undertaker. Yeah, that was that that match was just fantastic. So seventeen, I mean, just the spectacle that it was, even the gimmick battle royal, I thought was great. I mean, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing, the only reason why it's not one of, it's not like literally the top. I would say it might be number three all time, close. But the only reason why it wouldn't be is because it was. And don't get me wrong, I like Paul Heyman, but Jr. and the King make it. JR and Paul Heyman, not so much. It was missing the game. That's why. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You can't get more iconic than that. That was the only thing missing from that WrestleMania. I mean, but Heyman yeah. and Jim Ross was good. I think Paul good. Heyman was more trying to be more combative, you know, which kind of took away from it. Yeah, I, I think he tried too hard. Yeah. And... One of those things, one of those things I want to mention when I went back and watched uh, WrestleMania 12. Like I said, I hadn't watched it in years. I forget how you know you forget about and how underrated Vince was as a commentator. Oh yeah, absolutely. Vince was a great commentator. What a maneuver! One, two, and no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was he was very animated. I enjoyed Vince commentating. I really did. Right, like he didn't know what he, you know, you can tell he didn't really know all the moves, but he drawn, he drew you in though. You were drawn in just by his enthusiasm. Absolutely. So, um, you know, that was fun to do. Uh, next week we're going to do, be while we do our WrestleMania picks, so the wrestling shows are going to be a little longer this week and next week longer than the sports shows, which is rare for us. Um, but uh, with no sports right now, this is what we got. Uh, and so next week we're going to cover WrestleMania's 19 through 35, and then after we're done with that, we'll give our picks for WrestleMania 36. Uh, and also, so we'll do on this day. So technically today, people listening to this, it is March 29th. So we're going to go back into the history machine. And uh, so t- 33 years ago today was WrestleMania 3. Of course, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. Very important in history. Uh, in uh, WrestleMania 14 was also on this day 22 years ago. And we just talked about WrestleMania 14. Uh, 21 years ago, I'm going to open this one, this one up. It was Monday Nitro 21 years ago on March 29th. So I'll just give you the card. Conan beat Vincent. Wrath beat Kenny Chaos. Rick Steiner beat Scott Norton. Booker T beat Chris Adams. Jericho beat Jerry Flynn. Buff and Jericho left right after that, didn't he? Which one? This was on March 29th, 1999. Jericho left right after this. Like, literally. I believe he did, yeah. Uh, Buff Bagwell beat Norman Smiley. Billy Kidman and Ray Mastrio beat Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. 
And Hulk Hogan beat DDP. Hmm. Right. Speaking of DDP, first WrestleMania appearance. WrestleMania 6. Right. And then. Driving the Cadillac for the honky. Yeah, for the honky tonk, man. Yes, he did. Uh, and let's go back on this. And it was, uh. Also, the Andre the Giant's last WrestleMania. Huh. And then, uh. Let's go to 2004, 16 years ago, Monday Night Raw. Nydia beat Molly Holly. Rhino beat Lance Storm. Batista and Flair beat Benoit and Michaels. Tajiri beat Kane. And Shelton Benjamin beat Triple H. And that 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 was rated three and a half stars. Shelton Benjamin and Triple H. And that was in Cincinnati, Ohio. A year later, we have SmackDown in uh, the Reliant Arena in Houston, Texas. Uh, Danny Basham beat Eddie Guerrero. Terrible. Uh, Paul London won a battle royal for the cruiserweight title. Booker T beat Luther Reigns. Doug Basham beat Rey Mysterio. Um, terrible. Danny and Doug Basham. Uh, Fast Eddie Vegas lost in 58 seconds. Wow, terrible. What is it, to Akabono? Is that right, uh, Cody Bryant? Yeah, yeah. And then John Cena beat Carlito, or had a draw with Carlito. I'm sorry. That sounds awful. Uh, so, uh, 2000, I'm going to skip Monday Night Raw. How about 2011 Impact from Orlando? Orlando Jordan beat Crimson, Doug Williams, and Jesse Neal. Matt Hardy beat Kazarian. D'Angelo De Niro, Hernandez, and Jeff Jarrett beat Angle, Morgan, and Samoa Joe. Abyss beat James Storm. And Mr. Anderson ran a gauntlet. He beat Gunner, Rob Terry, Murphy, and Bully Ray. And then, Yikes. right, and then on this day as well, we also had had a lot of things on this day as we get into WrestleMania season. A lot of things, of course, took place. I won't read about this one, but WrestleMania 31, I don't know if we'll cover it next week. Uh, there were a lot of matches on that card as well. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll save that for next week in case it gets brought up. WrestleMania 31. Um, and then birthdays on this day. Uh, I don't know if we really have any. Michael Hayes. Dude, dude, dude. 61 years old on this day. And uh, wrestlers that died on this day actually uh, read Flair. Drug overdose, heart attack, seven years ago. Wow. Crazy. So, uh, like we tell our people, we're an hour and a half in. This is actually, this was a fun one. I like that we can discuss wrestling of the past. Uh, so thank you again to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. We apologize, of course, to Sparty Steve uh, for not getting you on the show again. Thank you, though, for the lunch at episode 100. We don't know what we're going to do for episode 200 yet. Uh, hopefully we're out of this corona thing four months from now. I know we're going to have to postpone our uh, crossover with the grown-ups, which was scheduled for April 18th. Uh, we had talked about potentially doing the crossover for episode 200, if we get to that point. Do the trivia episode on episode 200 and just start drinking. I think that would be fun, and I hope we would be able to do that. So as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, WrestleMania 11.
is the worst, and it's not even close. The worst. 